Thanks for listening to Tights and Fights. Helping out the show is as easy as going to iTunes and leaving a five-star iTunes review, like Cyan Yu. They say every time they listen to us, they are constantly sports entertained. Now it's your turn. Get to iTunes and hit those stars. Tights and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Daniel and there's guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Wrestling, tight and fights. We are a podcast. It's tight and fights. Talking wrestling, tight and fights. Let's talk about the things that happened this week. And we're going to talk wrestling. The, the three of us. We're tight <laughs> and fight. <laughs> that, that got on like a, a really important music chart. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> remember those days? Yeah, I do. I do remember. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Day One is H, A.L. Lublin. I'm joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the woman who's patiently awaiting her heel turn, Danielle Radford. Hello. And the commissioner of the Fashion PD, Lindsay Kelk. Why, hello. Coming up on this week's show, Extreme Five Ways, The Last Clash Before Backlash, a Foxy Banks statement, and a lot more. But first, let's start out with some indie developments. Adam Cole has officially had his final match in Ring of Honor, and as a member of the Bullet Club, he was dropped by the Young Bucks as they welcomed the newest member of the faction, Marty Skrull. And for those of you who don't know him, like me, how would you describe Marty? Tell me a story, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> okay, please. so so Marty is like this. I love that you're here because I'm. Yay. I'm uh, I, yes, I love Marty Skrull. Yeah, this. that's fantastic. Plus, I'm about to stereotype the fuck out of your people, Yay. and it's better when you're here. So Marty Skrull feels like just a kind of a classic, like br- like classic meets modern, like British fucking villain. Yeah. Like, okay. he wears, like, these suits and these, like, big fur coats mm-hmm. and, like, a plague mask. You know, you remember when, um, when, um, that guy who used to be great and then he wasn't and he has a cult? Uh, the Wyatts. Uh, oh, yeah. Those ones. Yeah, remember, like, for WrestleMania 30, they had that amazing, like, entrance, and the dudes wore yes. those masks. Like in Mask the... of the Red Death. Yes. Like, yeah. the long nose. Yeah. yeah, so it's very reminiscent of that, is, like, this mask that he wears when he gets in, and then, obviously, he takes it off so he can, like, breathe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he has an umbrella, but like it's a cool umbrella yeah. and not as nerdy he's, as he's making it the evil Jack Gallagher. He's evil Jack Gallagher. <laughs> and he does this like fucking amazing move where he kayfabe breaks someone's finger. Yeah. But it makes like an audible, super loud snap um, when he breaks like their fingers and it's really, yeah. really cool. Because I know it's fake. <laughs> yeah. He's really cool, Hal. Okay. Um, <laughs> He's Adam, also just been announced as a model for Topshop. Yeah, I saw did that. You, oh. Did you see that? Yeah, he's, he's going to be modeling suits for Top Man. Oh, making suits. So lovely. Yeah. I hope he wears the mask. In my homeland, that's a big deal. Though oh. not the mask, the Top Man. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got the mask. <laughs> we, They're just walking around. You when get you, it. You get your social security card, yeah. and you get the mask. When you go to and London, it just know. looks like a stork convention. <laughs> just people walking around with long beak masks and umbrellas. Talk to me about Adam Cole. Is he headed for NXT now? Or is he going to be I think he will be because I think everyone has his back 
in the locker room and uh, I don't know if you listened to his podcast he did with Stone Cold recently they did a two-parter on him mm-hmm. okay. um, and Stone Cold is in love with him like he had such a boy crush on him it was you know and I think he's got the right people have that's his back for this um, I talked to Kevin Owens last year <laughs> casually dropped that just him him back up. no big just, deal uh, but at Mania out. last year we had a chat uh, and I asked mm-hmm. him who he would like to see come up um, and that was his pick Adam Cole was his, his number one pick um, wow. so I think they've been waiting for this contract to expire. I think they're on this. And he has a really good attitude about it. When he talked to Stone Cold about it and he was saying, how, oh, you know, I'd want to do NXT. I want to go there and learn to do this properly. Because he's still young. He's got time. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, I look forward to seeing the work he does. And that is sincere. I know a lot if of people wouldn't think that I, based and, on and my I'm attitude. One, uh, Lindsay, if it's Stone Cold, is it a boy crush or a beer crush? Thank you. I'm here oh, all night. On to Monday Night Raw, where Kurt Angle announced that Universal Champion Brock Lesnar's next opponent will be decided by a five-way Extreme Rules match between Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Bray Wyatt, and Roman Reigns. So I've heard tell... The, the plan for a while when Strowman was healthy was he was going to face Lesnar and they were going to keep Roman away from that championship, mm-hmm. have him compete and win the IC title. I think yeah. he's still in line for a program with The Miz. And then... Oh, that could be really fun. <laughs> yeah, like I, my brain could not do it. My right. brain can't do it. I can see Maurice slap the taste out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm into it. Please continue. But then the, the idea is that the only championship he will not have won would be the Universal so he would hunt that down eventually. It would probably That's lead a good to him story. Main, event, mm-hmm. main eventing another WrestleMania, which I have no problem. First of all, I like Roman Reigns more and more week after week, and I dislike people who boo him just because he's Roman Reigns more and more week after week. I think he sells really well. I like the story they're telling. I thought his match with Balor was, was really good. Oh, it was good. a great match. Like, mm-hmm. great I like that story a lot. between the two of them. I don't want him to win this match because I like yes. that story developing. I think that's a great story. And the idea that, like, I've won everything and I've won that, and, like, but this, the new Red Heartbeat title or whatever is, like, the one that I have to get. <laughs> the steak title, the red meat title, whatever. Yeah. Like, that's the one that I got to do. I love it. I think that that's a great story. I loved his match with Balor, except for every time Balor would throw those fucking forearms, I'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> no. Damn it. Damn it. So, <laughs> who do you put over here? Is it Finn Balor? Do you waste that title shot at? Uh, they they wrestle at what? Great Balls of Fire. That's the next Raw pay per view. Whoever wins, pay-per-view. by the way, is headlining Great Balls of Fire. Who would you know. put in? Who do you it's put in there? Rollins. Because when I saw this match announced, I was like, you're immediately like, oh well, they just pair off Rollins and Joe because that's what they've been doing, and they pair off Bray and Finn because that's what they've been doing, and then Roman wins, and that's if that's a thing here I don't want to know about that thing here but yeah if if that's not the thing then I'm interested but I don't know who they win because if they are going to put Finn in a program with Bray that means neither of them are going to win but are they going to do that because they keep picking up that ball and then well, putting it down well you know uh, Finn, Finn needs a win um, now that he just came back, and so I guess putting him up against Bray Wyatt's like the best thing you can <laughs> do. True. For him right now. I did think that was curious, and I did. I agree. I liked the match with Finn and Roman, but I, like, why did you have him lose when you're all the way through the show? Like, hey, you should watch this documentary about this guy after this show. But he just lost, though. Oh. You know, it was it's major and Triple H cries, and here he is losing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he just lost to that guy you all don't like so much. But you know, yeah. Yay. But oh. now the next match they have is the rubber match between the two of them because they mm. each have a win on Raw. Yeah. So now you can build yeah. up. You could build up a a third match. I all right. 
<laughs> let's assume it's let's assume fun. the rumors remain true and Roman Reigns moves on to the Miz. I'd like to see Samoa Joe wrestle Brock Lesnar cuz I think that could make Samoa Joe not by any doing of Brock's but just because I think it would give him yeah. a chance to yeah. compete in a big money match. He looks all tough. All my money in that's in my wallet right now for that. There's not a lot, but yeah. I will give it all to you. And if... that's not a. It's not a Survivor Series, or it's not mm-hmm. a big four match yet. No, no and I because I and I also I believe that Samoa Joe could fucking get some suplexes yeah. off on Brock Lesnar, and if they yeah. had like a suplex off, I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's that's my prediction. I think whoever it is is going to lose, though. Yeah. I think yeah. they're going to keep that title on Brock. That feels fine. It's fine. Although, how many years does he have left on his contract? It feels like 30 at this point. Yeah, I think it's 47. Brock. Oh, yeah, 40 is yeah. even worse. This is the extension after, you know, he got done for doping. <laughs> yeah. He gave and then him he, some more time. He has mm-hmm. a 50-year option money. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yay, wrestling. Yay, wrestling. <laughs> so we talked about Finn losing to Roman. Speaking of internet darlings being beaten, what do you think about Jinder beating AJ Styles on SmackDown? I don't mind it because it was a cheat win. Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 hurts my heart to see AJ lose any mm. any time because he's a wonderful man who only wants the best for his friends and family. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm assuming that it's just I rewatched but the first match of Mania the other day. I was like, when is the wind is blowing through his hair when he comes out? It's pretty great. You're just like, this is why I'm alive. <laughs> this is all I want in the world. Um, I don't know. I'm still so on the fence with the whole gender thing. I'm excited to see someone fresh doing something. Um, I don't love the character they're giving him because I it's been done and it's been seen and I think he has more potential than that. Um, I'd love to see him beat Randy. Yeah. Mm. Again, I'll go. I'll actually go to the ATM and get more money to put in my purse to give it to you if he if that could happen. Yeah. Um, mm. And I won't go to the ATM for anything. So that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll Venmo you cash. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I didn't love it. AJ makes everyone look great. The match was fun to watch, and I liked Kevin Owens' interference. Um, There is a part of this that feels like the 80s all over again, where they would build up a heel to to be fed to Hogan. So Hogan would have a guy to draw money with, whether it's Kamala or Mm -hmm. One Man Gang or Earthquake or Typhoon later on. Somebody who could just go draw money with for a while. But now that we have this monthly or every six weeks event happening, it feels like they're building him up real quickly only to feed him to Randy Orton and then have him disappear. Because I think if he loses at this point and it's a clean loss, it's real hard to yeah. keep his momentum going. Yeah, where does he doesn't go? have enough. How do yeah, you do that? If you, if you look, like they basically erased his browser history when he showed up on SmackDown <laughs> and they were like, no, he's motivated now and he's great. Is I there... love that thing of like he wasn't motivated before. <laughs> yeah, right. right. He was just fucking around, <laughs> yeah. traveling across the country, missing his family and friends. <laughs> <laughs> Not giving a fuck. Like what? He was in the three man band. He, you know, yeah. he was fine. <laughs> but what, what are they doing with the Singh brothers? Like there's so much to do. They've so much material and they're just like, Oh, these two guys follow him around sometimes. It's like, does he know they're there? Am I misremembering this or did he have them on Talking Smack with him and they had microphones and didn't speak? Yes, they just behind him and one had his shirt unfastened far too low. It made me very uncomfortable. And they just stood Look, gurning behind or, him, happy to be no on TV. Shirt. You know? Yeah, exactly. Shirt or no shirt. Like, two guys, shirt or no shirt. This is where I stand in life. <laughs> Every once in a while you need like a good like two-handed comedy act with you, whether it's pa- uh, Patterson and Briscoe or J&J Security. Now I think they're... Yeah, I think yeah. they're the new... 
They're the new comedy side act for the And I'm fine with them the being there, and I think there is so much potential for them to work with him. But at the minute, I'm just like, oh, you had a bunch of Indian guys? He just went, ah, throw those Indian guys out with that Indian guy. Like, did Vince just see them in the back and assume that's what they were there for? Oh, they so everyone be. went with it? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, no, Vince, they're on, they're on 205. Like, they're on what? They're on what now? <laughs> what show? And suddenly, they're his backup. It is a little bit like King Koopa and the Koopa Kids. Where it's like, you got to beat the Koopa Kids before you get to... I'm just going to keep around. Slamming in these video game references as I long like as you it. guys let me. <laughs> Slam it in there. <laughs> now, SmackDown didn't have too many storyline developments before the Backlash pay-per-view, and this was the go-home show. But the Brizongo and Usos build continues to be a lot of fun. Let's hear from the Usos. Role play. Yeah. We did it. They got it. More like the Us. More like the good guys and bad guys. Hey, hey, hey. Role play. More like uh, maybe uh, cowboys versus Indians, right? Nah, Us is more. It's more like uh, cops and robbers. Now, nah, what about uh, cops versus inmates? Inmates. Yeah, yeah. But how about uh, how about we do this and just flip the script, white trick, bro? This is not your precinct, cop. No. Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. <laughs> Oh god damn it! They're so good. They're so good. They're so good. They're I so love good. this. I I hope this feud is a multi-month belt. It seems like the Usos are over. They're doing best work Ooh. of their career. Yeah. Yep. And Brizongo is catching fire. Yes. Here's SmackDown's problem. I think with their tag division is they've got a lot of talent, but they seem to only be able to feature two teams at a time: the champions and their challengers. So they have American Alpha, who has disappeared. The colognes are there. Everybody else is the, the, the colognes and the Ascension are there to be fed mm-hmm. to Brizongo to help build them up. Although it doesn't really do much for them because they don't have any wins. Uh, when the New Day comes in, how does that shake up the division and does it hurt Brizongo? Yes. It just does. Yeah. Like They're both these huge comedy acts. It's either going to be they're going to put them against each other, yeah. and it's just going to be two comedy acts being fucking dope and amazing and super funny and great with each other. Because you can already see how that's going to yeah. go. I'm here for that. Yeah, the fashion. Yeah. They are not. They are not going to be into the unicorn <laughs> horns. Like they're not going to be into any of that stuff. <gasps> Imagine putting a ticket. Onto the unicorn horn. Oh, That's yeah. amazing. Just spiking it onto the. <laughs> see that. Yeah. So it's. I mean, the ideal would you would have them each have their own tag team yeah. feud with a different tag team, but they're just not giving the no. time to the the tag team division on SmackDown or on Raw. To be frank, like no one's. They're not giving a lot of time to that division. Yeah. So I mean, I think you put them you put them together, and I think that that works. Either that, or it's going to be like, well, now Brizongo gets to go do all the shit that fucking yeah. you know New Day has been doing while they've been off television. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Uso's New Day feels right, mm-hmm. but it feels obvious, too. Like, I would yeah. love to see Brizango New Day. And then, you know, then give it back to Uso's New Day. But Right. I, I mean, ideally, I, I want to see... Happen first. Yeah. I, I would like to see two really yeah. good uh, tag team matches Imagine. a show. Yeah. You're so crazy. I know. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just a dreamer. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be in this workaday world. <laughs> People say... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go back to Raw. Danielle, this one's for you. Hi. How do you feel about Alicia Fox winning uh, against Sasha Banks? I think it's great. Yeah? Yep, I think it's dope. We all know I'm hashtag Team Sash. We're getting married. We've got our China. It's fine. But, like, Alicia Fox was, has always been around, and she's always been a good, solid wrestler. Yeah. And so now that we're getting to see, I've been talking about, hey, it would be nice if Alicia Fox could fight over a belt instead of a boy for, like, months. Yeah. And I think that... 
for her to win, she was going to have to go over one of our four horsewomen yeah. darlings. Weird. With Dar in the corner. I was like, I love her with Noam Dar. I hated it on 205 Live when they just passed her between dude and dude yeah. to dude. But now that they've actually settled on them together, I think they are so good together. Yeah, it works now that it isn't just like, yeah. oh, well, now I'm with him. Oh, well, now I'm with him. That was the thing that I was like, oh, I hate this. Yeah, because he's such an amazing little weasel. Yeah. And he actually makes, he's almost like hot Ellsworth in her corner. Yes. Like, and I think they're a good <laughs> oh, duo. Who knew we'd ever say that sentence? Hot Ellsworth. Hot Ellsworth. Yeah, what somewhere was... a fairy just died. I love Becky saying that he looked like a cross between E.T. and a thumb. thumb. <laughs> she's so quick. That's really good. You know what? When she's not spitting out a bunch of puns, she's hilarious yeah, to me. She's good. Yeah, Becky, leave that for... I just... The, puns are better written and not yeah. spoken, my love. <laughs> she's going to turn heel. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Oh, watch. I can tell because she's starting to wear like the war paint and hair yeah. that I hate. Also, follow the money. Watch her <laughs> on... Talking smack when the other two are talking. She just has like a really, she wasn't that same like bubbly baby face persona mm-hmm. that she puts on. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited yeah. for Heal Becky Lynch. I'm so excited for it. Oh my God. She's the only one who hasn't transitioned between Heal and Face, except for Bailey, who will never, she's like the Ricky Steamboat of. Yeah, Bailey's never, Bailey's a face. And if she's not a face, she yeah. doesn't have a character. Yeah, exactly. Like you, 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 she's another one you wipe the history off of. Like, you fucking, you get rid of the hard drive. You take it to somebody with like the most powerful <laughs> like magnet you can find. Just like, Loop. Let's talk about The Miz getting a win over Dean Ambrose, but via disqualification. Uh, obviously, this is the setup. They've both been disqualified now to set up a no DQ match. In the, <laughs> the most, most obvious extreme setup. of matches. It's going to be so, guys, if I had to think of one word to describe this match, it's going to be extreme. I extreme am match. so bored of Dean Ambrose versus The Miz. Yeah. <laughs> I am so <laughs> bored. And they're both so good. It's not their fault. No. I've just, I done yeah. seen this match. I done seen it. <laughs> what do you think about the uh, the intercepted low blow? Or as Corey Graves called it. Come on, Corey. It looked like a strong style inner thigh grab to me. <laughs> Corey's so good. He is great. What do you think about that? finish. I feel like that's good for Dean Ambrose's character. It would make sense if he intercepted somebody doing a low blow he would get upset and low blow them himself. Like the yeah. idea that that, mm-hmm. that part of his character that he'll cost himself a match mm-hmm. because he just gets angry in the yeah. moment is a nice little twist Because that that's back to crazy him. I don't give a Dean. Yeah. Like, yes. you know, I'm just here to cause mayhem and yes. beat ass and I don't care if I win or lose and nothing matters to me I just came to like do this yeah more yeah. of that like I'm happy that he did that and then just did like a bunch of like dick puns yeah well. <laughs> like yes do the thing where you're like oh I hit you now instead of being like oh well you tried to make my balls a thing and then balls 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 I'm wacky he is I'm wacky. a I'm a mental patient or like whatever his thing is now no one knows <laughs> well all we know is that whatever his gimmick is it's extra <laughs> Let's talk about Goldust and R-Truth. Goldust turns on R-Truth in the middle of the ring where they have a mic in front of an audience for the first time since George W. Bush was still president. <laughs> but uh, he turns, Goldust turns on R-Truth. The crowd is so quiet that yeah. you hear one person in like the second <laughs> row go, why Goldust, why? <laughs> <laughs> Saying what clearly oh. one of us was thinking. <laughs> Are they just creating shit out of midair instead of building it up? Like, what's going on? What's going on? Somebody explain this to me. I like it. I like. I. I, I want. Why? I want Gold Dust to get one more run. Dustin's not gonna do this forever, ever. No. Like Dustin's gonna be done soon. Dustin's been doing this for a minute. 
like I don't see at, at a certain point he is going to want to transition to um whatever the next step in Find life him for him a nice is. home in the performance center yeah exactly Have he's a gonna lovely time he's gonna train folks in something but he's it's getting time for him to so I I'm happy that they're setting up heel gold dust I would be I'd be more than happy and I'm not telling anybody retire because I don't I everyone should make a paycheck <laughs> and they get to leave whenever they want to leave but like if he's doing like one last fucking two year fun heel run before he pieces out and and starts you know going into more of a training role or a writing role or whatever, I'm down with that. Why would they start it out though by trying to start a fire with two wet sticks? <laughs> because like, those are the sticks you have. There's, you don't get, get to it. pick your sticks, dude. I get that, yeah, you but... don't pick the Vic and you don't pick your sticks. <laughs> you're just you're just out camping. Honestly. You're out camping. You need warmth. What are you gonna do? You got those sticks. You got to dry them out. You got to get some dry moss and some cloth. Start a fire that way. Well, no, I mean, they've been they've been on TV for uh, so, uh they did a TV. Mhm. They did yeah. one. Wait, what? They did a, Hold they on. Do a TV. Wait, let me get an independent <laughs> prosecutor. They, to they, come in. I uh well, they just, you know, I, investigate I have this. this memo and it says that they did a TV. Look, I'm I again, I'm glad that they're both on television. I think they're both talented. I would also want to see Gold Dust get one last good I think he's got a really good heel run in him as the bizarre one again. I also think, like, why the crowd was not into them at all. They say, "What's up?" Because they're because we're trained puppets. So every time I see Truth now, I think I've accidentally turned the network onto like a past thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because he he looks the same. Yes, he sounds the same. He's dressed the same. He's doing the same thing. Yeah. The only time I want to see truth is if he's going to go mental about pigeons again. <laughs> I want mad pigeon truth back because that was the only truth I've cared about in the last eight years. I liked Granddad wandering truth. <laughs> I will admit this is me being a pissy fan and be like, I want what I want how I want it. I'm glad that they're getting any opportunity. I'm sure they'll be fine with it. But I do think in general, like, don't start me in the middle of the story. Like, build me up. Get me excited for it. If Sasha Banks had just turned all of a sudden and had never explained it to Bailey and, and had done it, like, four months ago, you'd be like, what the fuck? What the hell's going on? Why is she doing that? Why would well, they do that? It makes no sense. Well, no, it's fine. I would just ask her later at home. That's yeah. true. You just roll over <laughs> and ask her. Hey, hon. Uh, <laughs> do you? Bailey keeps calling. And well, she sent, like, a little doll with a, I'm sorry, what did I do? Should we? Or do we have to cancel couples brunch? Like, what's uh, happening? <laughs> Move, moving on from, Never. <laughs> from the golden truth. Uh, let's talk about another middling act trying to gain traction. Apollo Cruz and Titus O'Neil are actually getting some heat for their act. I love seeing Titus O'Neil get heat. I think that they found a good role for him and that he's doing really well with it. And it actually makes me way more interested in Apollo Crews, especially at the end of of the match. I kind of wish he hadn't had the match that Titus O'Neil had just mm-hmm. sort of backed out because he was wearing the suit, because I think yep. that would have gotten him even more heat. Like, giving him a loss there doesn't really do anything yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. doesn't do anything for Enzo and Big Cass either. But I liked Apollo Crews giving a, a super kick or a bicycle kick or a jumping mm-hmm. kick or whatever you call what he did, a jumping heel kick. To uh, to enter the back of his head because he took a selfie, like that was a <laughs> yeah. great. Like, oh, he's yeah. a heel. I'm and now I'm interested. Yeah, give Apollo anything. I'm just happy that they gave him something other than like, dude who worked really hard and is super yeah. happy to be here. 
Yeah. So I'm a happy hell that they a smile on that face. Yeah, it's great, but yo, you gotta it's stop smiling, enough. my dude. <laughs> you gotta, you've, got, you've got literally nothing to smile about. Like yeah. at this point, there's nothing for you to be happy about, sir. But yeah, I was excited. I cared. I cared a lot. Yeah. Him bragging about winning the dad of the year, like the mega dad <laughs> award. That's and fantastic. he does have a TED talk coming up for anyone. That is TED talk. That's Holy a real shit. thing. Yo, I'm so excited. When do they come out though, where we can watch them? Probably like very soon. He's doing it at UCLA. That's not like a small school, so they'll be archiving it. I would oh, think. what time is it? Should we go? Pretty. <laughs> I have a thing. I have a thing morning to early afternoon, but. Either way, as soon as it's on the internet and I'm available to, Julian, you got to give me like two minutes to recap that TED Talk. <laughs> the press release actually says it'll be of a speech lasting 18 minutes or less. Oh, man. On the domino effect of advocacy. I have no idea what that The means. domino effect, it just means that if you're going to make moves, make moves. you got to make million, million dollar, dollar moves. Million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Make it a win. <laughs> and you can't just make one move. You've got to yeah. make yeah. the two making moves. Making moves. Making, making moves. Making million dollar moves. That's yeah. how that works. <laughs> Let's talk about Braun Strowman. So the reports are that he'll either be out, if some reports are to be believed, until mid-July, if other reports are to be believed, until November. Do you guys think this is one of those cases where it's a shorter shelf time, but they're selling it as longer so they can have him come back as a surprise? And I how do you feel so. about it all? I don't I want him to so. be out for six months. Nobody does. I no. love that guy. He, he, he was, uh, uh, it's just such a bummer. He was doing so great. Like, yeah. I want him back ASAP. Because I feel like the sooner that we get him back and we get him launched, we can start saying bye-bye to Brock and he can go back to his milk farm yep. or whatever the fuck was Sable. <laughs> and they can live their very happy, very secluded life yeah. until WrestleMania or something comes around and then we'll mm-hmm. see him again. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if we have a monster, then I don't have to fucking deal with Brock. And like, I, I love... Brock and I love the idea of Brock. I just I want a champ that's around. Yes. That storyline was perfect for like you said for like one year. That was a great storyline. I'm done now. We we did it. It's over. I don't want the why isn't the champ here storyline. And they can't sell it anymore. Before it kind of made sense where it was like, well, he'll be in and he'll be out because he's too good for this. And mm-hmm. now it's like, we know you ain't too good for this. <laughs> we know what you did. <laughs> we know what you did last summer. Lindsay, what do you think? Yeah, I want him back because I think he's great. And I mean, I kind of love that they are trying to kayfabe us on this. It's like, ha, you think you can't do this anymore, but we're going to do this. Ha, you don't know for sure. And I'm like, oh, they're right. I don't know for sure. <laughs> they tricked me, clever people. Tricks! Um, so I'm, I'm down for if if it's fake, then awesome. I'm happy to be fooled and I'm excited to be surprised. Um, and if it's for real, then... Man, I saw them pictures of him having pins put in his elbow and that looked painful. And I hope he's okay. You know, he's just a big old country boy who likes lifting weights and eating steaks. And I wish him well. Get well soon, Bron. We want you back. If only so he can go. (laughs) (laughs) He is also a country boy with the farmer strength. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody making that (laughs) right. All right, every week. Let it give us back. <laughs> Ain't nobody breaking this red neck. Will you give me just a little bit more of you guys talking about brunch? <laughs> Wait, I, let me pitch a scenario to you. <laughs> yeah, give me. You come home, and Sasha has left her dishes out on the counter again. <gasps> classic Sasha. It's so like her. Again. Hashtag classic again. Sasha. Didn't even scrape the food off of them. Let's hear that. Um, hey, so, uh, honey, uh, you knew that I was going to make dinner tonight because you were home off the road, and, um, oh, 
Oh, that's a kendo stick. Oh, okay. Um, well, I guess I'm just gonna uh, word uh, Postmates. You just wanna you just wanna do some Postmates. Um, ba- you know Bailey Bailey keeps calling. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you. Uh, um, oh nope. And there's uh, you just broke the kendo stick over your knee. Um, I'm feeling suddenly uh, like I'm just gonna uh, go ahead. Do you want some uh, freshly, or we could do um, just like uh, um, it's okay. I'll just I'll give you the phone. It's fine. None of those companies are paying us yet. <laughs> Every week there's tons of wrestling to talk about, so let's keep the conversation going. Connect with us at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights, or hit us up on Twitter. We're at tightsfights there. When we come back, it's time to get extreme. Hmm. Sure. That's up next on Tights and Fights. <laughs> From the dawn of time, one podcast has unlocked the secrets of science and technology to enrich the lives of billions. And now, after a year where they've unlocked the golden age of knowledge, they're about to hit warp speed and go stratospheric. Wait, hold up. On Ono, Ross, and Carrie, we don't make extraordinary claims. We investigate them. We go undercover with fringe religious groups, investigate paranormal claims, and we participate in pseudoscientific medical treatments and then report our findings to you. And yes, we've even investigated Scientology. Shh, Ross, shh. New episodes every month at MaximumFun.org. Ono, Ross, and Carrie. They show up so you don't have to. Welcome back to Tyson Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined in the booth by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk. Every so often, there's one thing from the wrestling world that warrants extra attention. We like to add our voices to the conversation in this, our main event. Well, Raw's next pay-per-view is Extreme Rules, the one night of the year where almost every match will have some sort of weapon-based gimmick. Uh, okay, we're, we're out of the Attitude Era, we're out of the Blood Era, we're out of the Headshot Era. How do you guys feel about hardcore matches in 2017? Eh. I would like to see them, but I would like them to be hardcore matches. Right. Otherwise, don't bother. Or make them super, like, if you're gonna do it, and we're not gonna do all the blood and thumbtacks and dudes falling off of fucking Titan Trons and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I I don't know that if I would necessarily want to see all that stuff, just knowing like th- that you know how injury prone everyone is just from little stuff. Then make them super interesting. Um, like, you know, I I love that Braun Strowman lifted an ambulance and ran through an ambulance. That would also be a really good Extreme Rules match where all of a sudden, like, someone starts, you know, where someone does things like that. Like, if it's not going to be super bloody and super, you know, violent, then I want it to be a creative kind of violence and not just, like, hitting folks. Um, You know, I, I loved... I loved when Sasha and Charlotte had like their like no DQ match mm-hmm. and there was that great moment where Sasha like comes up and she's got that kendo stick and she's like look and like that's like a fucking that's an yeah. anime moment it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um and but but part of what made that so unique and great is that like we hadn't really seen that from ladies and stuff before. I don't want to see that match again. I want to see something like completely different. So I guess for me if you're going to do a hardcore match, I just want it to be creative. Yeah, I think creativity in general is what you need to employ here. Extreme doesn't, I know it has always meant 
violent and hardcore, but it doesn't have to. It could just mean, like, let's go to extremes. Let's have some interesting stipulations. Let's have some creative matches here. Like, you know, I would I would like to see another Iron Man match with the women. That was awesome. That I would, would like to see... And is also extreme, because yeah. we don't see it all the time. I'm good with it. Right. So when, when you look at it from that angle, it's say we're going to make extreme the most interesting stipulations. We're going to go... Beyond where we've ever gone before, which are extreme. Yeah, the extreme rule. The idea of extreme rules is kind of odd. Maybe they should have (laughs) no rules, and that's what's extreme about it. Maybe we should just call it to the extreme. Great balls of fire. (laughs) It's not not like we're we're really running these names past a committee of Nobel scholars. To be fair, it was probably going to be called No Rules, and then someone was like, "Wait, that's already a T-shirt company. Like, we can't. (laughs) We can't can't call it it WWE No Rules." Keep so, it <laughs> WWE, big dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think WWE is trying to do this a little bit, but then you wind up with stuff like kendo stick on a pole matches. No, thank you. Between no. Bailey and and Alexa, who seems too short to grab anything, and Aww. I can't think of anything I want to see less than that match, and yeah. that's a big bummer. And I get it; you have the same problem with Alexa that you have with Asash. Like you're not getting her through a table. There isn't enough no. bliss to put through a table. But why I get it. does she have to go get it off a pole? She just took one out from under the ring. It's so. fucking like, <laughs> now she has to go get one off a pole. There's a bunch of them under there. Is someone actually <laughs> gonna be under there? And every time you go to grab one, just like no, you can't nope. have them. Not for you. Stop it. Like, just fucking smacks your hands yeah. that you don't grab them. They just live like, under the ring. They take them. Match they take them from city else. to city to, to some reason, and they just store them under the ring. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how they're going to keep you from doing I would it. like that to be how it ends where she's like, no, I'm just going to go get a bunch from underneath. And it doesn't say I can't do that because it's no DQ. Because <laughs> it's extreme rules. So you keep going to get that one up there, and I'm just going to beat you with these well, ones. But in these matches, remind me, because I haven't seen anything uh, on a pole match in a while. <laughs> do you know why? Because they're terrible. Because they're terrible. Whoever retrieves the kendo stick just gets to use it. It's, they, it, you win by pinfall or submission. So yeah. it's really just... Yeah. Just really make them jump through some hoops to yeah, do something to they did the, the other day on Raw for free. For free sans hoops. Uh, all right, let's talk about good hardcore matches. Do you have a favorite WWE slash F's uh, just under their banner in the history of the company? Yeah. Do you have a favorite... Hardcore match. I was watching a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they put up the Edge collection, mm-hmm. uh, and my boyfriend hasn't seen any of it. He's a new new to wrestling. Sorry, sorry <laughs> about that, Jeff. Um, <laughs> I brought him into the fold, so we've been sharing some stuff. Welcome. And he loves high flying, and he loves the terrifying stuff. And we mm. did have a lovely chat last night when I was like, "No, babe, they can't do high flying stuff all the time because it's really dangerous." And he went through a full, "I don't care." Wait, so you're happy to see people die for your entertainment? He's like, "Wow, yes. Jeff. So like, Jeff, you're 45. That's not cool. <laughs> like, you, you would you wouldn't like to do it." Um, but he's still like he loves those matches. So like when I see someone who is new to it watching that stuff and that how everyone's that eyes light up to it, I'm like, "Oh, this is why they're still doing it. This is why people are getting injured still because it's gonna sell." Um, but yeah, we watched a bunch of the old Edge stuff and we watched the Edge Mick Foley and. Mm-hmm. He just—he literally couldn't process it. Like ah. he, it was just too much. And I was like, "No, no, keep watching, babe. Keep watching. He's—he's he's, gonna. What's he gonna? No, just keep watching." And like, they went through that flaming table. And I was like, "Then that happened." And he had to like, we were doing stuff, and he was like, "No, I'm sat down now. I'm sat down and I'm watching this." And it is still so good to watch. That is really good. It's yeah. really good. I. 
We'll always be partial to the the kitchen sink match, um, the China versus Jeff Jarrett. For one thing, Jeff mm-hmm. Jarrett gets smashed in the head, and who doesn't like watching you mean the, that? The Good Housekeeping match is it Good Housekeeping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that match is great. It's an example of being creative with kind of a you know, and then there are a lot of stipu- there are rules because it's not disqualification. The rules are just extreme, and uh, and I love it. In the end, she smashes him with the guitar, and people are like. Uh, or no, he smashes her with the guitar, and they're like, "No, like a, a guitar is not a like that's not like a kitchen item. It isn't an item that's lived that would live in your kitchen." <laughs> and then she smashes him with the belt, and they were like, "Yeah, no, you totally keep your IC championship. You don't keep your IC championship yeah. belt in the kitchen. <laughs> like, <don't> you, <laughs> I keep my IC championship yeah. belt in the kitchen. Yeah, where else are you gonna? Where else are you gonna? You put it like right above the sink, like right where you keep the flowers and stuff. You cool the pie tins mm-hmm. underneath your IC championship belt." <laughs> I like loved that. And like that for me is like one that's good and it works. And then of course there's the opposite, which is like the kennel from hell match, which is Oh god. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay for that. I'm so good. Let's just leave on that, that over there. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the twenty four seven era of the hardcore love championship. It. And in particular, it's not a great match, but the the hardcore battle royal in WrestleMania two thousand was fun where they set like a ten minute time limit. And the belt could change his hands as many times oh, as possible yeah. in there, but once you have it, if you have it when time expires, you win. And then I think there were like eight or nine title changes within yeah. the match, and then Crash Holly smashed a, uh, a glass candy jar, I think over Hardcore Holly's head, mm-hmm. to win the title, and then ran out. So that was that's a fun one. That's really good, yeah. But more than that, and I think this was WrestleMania, this is the next year at X7, was a three-way between the Big Show, Kane, and Rhino, that was way more fun than it had any right to be. And it had like, somebody got thrown through a plate glass window backstage, yeah. and somebody drove a golf cart. Uh, Kane gets Aww. on the back of a golf cart, I think at one point, they have like a golf cart chase. It's just dumb fun. I like that it, side it of it. It can be, and that's the great thing, that you can have that with Extreme Rules. It can be fun without being dangerous. Yes. yes. They just have to find that place, because I think people are, so primed to see the dangerous stuff case in point Jeff like Mm. he wants to see it because they've shown it to him and it's like oh that danger element makes it exciting but you can still make it fun without making like someone's gonna die (laughs) do you think that this pay-per-view needs to go away because they just throw a bunch of wacky matches together uh, at the expense of making one stipulation match that's actually special and do you think the fans are the reason why why this kind of card has been put together because fans crave like crazy action over like a well-told story or they believe that they do have the fans is this our fault that's the big question our fault did we do this Um, so much of it is our fault i don't know because i feel like there is there's a reluctance to let go of this because it's one that they've retained even when they've cycled through others and let other things go they keep this because they want to keep people in the, there are people obviously that are interested in the hardcore and in the extreme mm. element yeah. so they keep the name if not the matches for that reason but yeah the milder the matches become and the less creative the matches become the less point there is to retaining the pay-per-view yeah i guess for me it's like well for starters we every fucking pay-per-view has to be a pay-per-view now because we have like eight pay-per-views a month or whatever mm-hmm. but it's also like i would rather and i know that 
it's kind of been taken over by Money in the Bank, but I, and also with like the Royal Rumble, I would rather them make King of the Ring a big deal again yes. than yeah. do an Extreme Rules match. Because mm-hmm. uh, by the end of the night, it's like, well, like that's the thing with um, any kind of DQ match or any kind of thing like this is that like it sucks up so much of the crowd's energy yeah. because there are all these crazy stunts and all this other uh, other stuff. So if you're doing an Extreme Rules pay per view, every match has to top the match that came before it at the end I'm just wiped man what's gonna top kendo stick on a pole <laughs> that's true stairs <laughs> stairs yeah. match stairs stairs match yeah <sighs> stairs on like, a pole I just don't do it for the sake of doing it oh, stairs on a pole oh I like snakes on a plane yeah <laughs> the snakes on a plane match stairs is on a pole really exciting because uh, like if they'd been an ambulance match if you know Roman and Braun had gone on to have an ambulance match because they'd used an ambulance that would have made sense and that would have been awesome like yes let's have them in an ambulance match but yeah. you know Braun's in an actual ambulance right now so that's not gonna happen yeah. <laughs> that's where he um, lives for the next that's where he lives one and a half to six who months he is now well, it's like what other kind of what can we do we could do like a uh, uh, we could do like a Sesame Street themed match where it's just like you gotta beat people up on a street and then at the end like you dump them into a trash can or like whatever you can do like what other kind of crazy matches can we do as now as I feel as like I we've hit our limit House of Horror I'm good yeah I thought, the, I thought a Sesame Street match is where you bounce them around a giant pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, That's eight, right. nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Braun. Well, we've got a lot of time to prepare for extreme rules, so let us know your favorites at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights or hit us up at tightsfights on Twitter. When we come back, it's time for another three things that you should love from the world of wrestling. That's up next on Tights and Fights. I'm Travis. And I'm Andy. And we host Bunker Buddies, a comedy apocalypse podcast every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. We've got a brand new format for our podcast that we hope you want to come and check out. We try out products for your go bag. We'll try out cheddar larva and cricket bars so you don't have to. We play Would You Rather and answer questions from the audience. And we have great guests that pop into the bunker. It's everything you love about the show and more. Come check it out every Wednesday here on MaximumFun.org. Stay safe out there. There's always hope and cheesecake. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. Every week, we like to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Danielle, you're jerking the curtain. Yeah. What are you going to put over? Um, so I'm putting over two things. So quickly, quickly, quickly. Um, the WWE has signed um, its first lady referee since like Ooh. the 80s. Um, nice. She's an indie wrestler. I, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Kennedy Brink, which is super exciting. And I hope it's not just for the ladies tournament, but I will still take it because um, it still sounds dope. So that is the first thing I'm putting over. And then the second thing I'm putting over, which is very dumb, is that Paul Heyman was at a fucking designer concert in, in New York City and introduced Designer. Now, Designer, for those of you who don't know how, uh, Designer yes. is the guy who does a song, like a panda. What? Like a panda. Like a panda. He does a song about how he's like a panda? Yes. 
Okay. <laughs> it's great. Sure. So, um, so here is uh, a clip of fucking Paul Heyman introducing rapper Designa out in uh, New York City. I fucking man, it's show business. Be motherfucking Designer. I got brides in the land. There's a longer clip too, but this would be the one that people would know, I think. Is this him talking about pandas? Yeah, the panda. Because panda. I can't, just, I can't assume that everyone will know it. Okay, this is enough. Is it panda? So there's, if you find it on Instagram, there's a uh, there's a longer clip of Paul Heyman like doing the whole like like a serious like Brock Lesnar esque introduction of Designa. And it is pretty great and super funny and fucking random. And how do I hire Paul Heyman to introduce me to shit? Yeah, just every day. Like one day I'm going to have a wedding. He's on Fiverr. <laughs> for $5, Paul Heyman will introduce you. Uh, for $10 and uh, expedited shipping, yeah. Paul Heyman will introduce you for a major awards ceremony. Yes, how do I? Someone tell me how I hire Paul Heyman. My next job interview. Right? Who would be my hype man? He just comes, he opens the door. Yeah. Like, you're, are you Lindsay Kelk? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. If I may. <laughs> introduced to you, sir. Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay, like a panda. What you got to put over like a panda? I think I'm close to it. I, yep. Sure. Yeah. I think I got Why it. Not? I think yeah. I got it. I think I'm good at it. Uh, I, moving on. Um, I have two loves in my life. And one is wrestling and the other is Law and Order SVU. Uh, there's no wrong there. Mm-mm. Everything about that is right. I was a single woman in New York for six years, and I don't know if you know this, but all single women in New York obsessively watch Law and Order SVU because if you're watching it on TV, it's not happening to you. (laughs) Oh, God. We love that show. It's special to us. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's special to a lot of people. Turns out 18 seasons of 22 episodes wasn't enough because in the last couple of weeks, the WWE has been inside my brain and my heart, united what I didn't know that I need in the fashion files. Smackdown Live is filthy with fashion felonies. Exhibit A, Baron Corbin. Three shirts, all wolves. Exhibit two, Sami Zayn. Drawers, same color as his credenza. Ah, Don't do that. It smells bad. Exhibit U. Day one is H. What does that even mean? I don't know. Day one is H. I don't know if anyone knows. Backlash this Sunday. We'll be wearing the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Yeah. And then finally, our day one will be H. (laughs) Freeze frame! (laughs) I love them so much. It was so good. And the attention to detail in this scene is so fantastic with everything they have stuck on the wall. You can see that they are doing this themselves and that they are so invested in this. And the fact that they're letting them run with this it, it's it's everything to be. So that, this week's episode super homoerotic. I don't know if everyone else picked up on that. That got, got real close to kissing. Uh, it was it was so good. I think this is WWE's Arrested Development, where it's yes. a layered comedy where you could just spend a half an hour watching what's going on in the background. Yeah. There's always money in the much. banana stand. Always. <laughs> there is money in this banana stand. Did you guys catch the uh, the subtle reference to Southpaw on SmackDown this week? 
No. Fandango comes into the ring, and right when he starts like throwing punches on the hot tag, you hear Tom Phillips go, Fandango coming in southpaw, because he was hitting him with left uh, hand. Tom Phillips. Great. Brilliant. Very nice. But we hate Tom Phillips, right? So it's, yeah, we do. Yeah. Dun, dun. That's right. When they did dun, their dun. own dun dun. Oh, their own dun duns is like the best part of it for me. Dun dun. Oh, that's so good. I'm sorry I'm going to end with this, but. Eric Rowan on Talking Smack was so <laughs> fucked up that I feel like we had to have it. There's no room for it on the show anywhere. No. Let's just go to one of the weird fucking moments where he's got his Mary Poppins carpet bag full of masks. Uh, and he, he has a balloon. Yeah, he had a balloon. Let's just listen to it. See if you can, if you haven't watched it yet, I want you to listen to this and see if you can figure out what the fuck is happening. Go ahead. What do you have with you? Poor Renee. I thought she was very ungracious. Yeah. <laughs> if I was given a balloon by I want to show you something that I made. Light. I was really disappointed. Something this that poop. makes me <laughs> smile. He sounds like Randy Orton. <laughs> he does. Something that makes me laugh. Oh, God. We pulled out an actual goat's head. <laughs> yeah. Or just a baby goat that was... I feel like you could say baby. I'm like, that's messed up, pal. Like, like... I found this. <laughs> it's a baby. Thank is you. this clip still going? Oh. There it is. <laughs> so congratulations to Tommy Wiseau for joining the WWE creative <laughs> team. That does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast of the Maximum Fun Network. Our hosts are Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Loveland. Our producer is amateur fidget spinner Julian Burrell. Oh, you're better than that, Julian. <laughs> Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on iTunes and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to our donors who make the show possible. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights and Fights. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.